0: Hello, and welcome to the Agro America podcast. My name is Yusi, and joining me again today is Chris Riegels, a civil engineer with over 24 years of experience in solid waste engineering. In this episode, we'll be exploring part two of our series on risk-based design with geosynthetics. Every month, the plastics experts at Agro explore how geosynthetics are changing the world around us. Discover more about Agro at agroamerica.com or by calling one 800 373 Hi, Chris, I know we touched on the subject in our last podcast, but could you go over what it means to design for a 100 year event?
1: 100 year event, statistically speaking, it's uh, an event that has a 1% chance of happening in any given year. I try not to call it a 100 year event because that tends to confuse people. They think, oh, the 100 year storm happened. I don't got to worry about it anymore. Not the case. And the reason being is if you look at the hydrologic history of a rain station, weather station that goes back hopefully 100 years, but not all here in the States do that, you will see some pretty significant events can happen within a couple years of each other. Well, Regardless, they take all that storm weather data from that rain gauge and go through what's called a log Pearson analysis to generate statistical predictions of when a storm of a certain magnitude will happen or has a 1% chance of happening in any given year. It's what you require basically is data and hopefully a lot of it. Uh, the more you have, the more reliable the prediction is. And, and how does the design process typically start? So
0: once you have the data, what are some of the initial steps?
1: Well, it uh, depends on the site location or stormwater issues, runoff, stormwater control, run on, that kind of thing. Once you have that location, then you start searching around in that general area for weather stations that have been recording uh, rainfall data. Again, not all of them have a lot of years of data. And then depending on how they're recording it, tipping bucket gauges, they'll record rainfall data every five minutes. And from that, you can start getting uh, peak concentrations within a five minute period, which are usually pretty, pretty high. Rain will fall in bursts if you've ever been out in the rainstorm walking through it or driving through it or whatever, it'll be sprinkling, and then all of a sudden it'll dump and then go back to kind of a nominal rainfall. It's those quick bursts like that that can cause a lot of damage. And that's what uh, engineer has to design for.
0: How do you design So you you know that you have an idea of how much rain is going to fall, you have an idea of possibly the temperature and the maximum wind speed in that area. How do these items affect the
1: design? That peak rainfall, five minute intensity it's called, that'll dictate how big your drainage infrastructure needs to be, your ditches, overside drains, channels outlets to the stormwater basins. Those kind of things are dictated by that burst intensity plus another thing that's called time of concentration. Basically that describes how long it takes from say that burst of rainfall to run from the top of the landfill to a drainage ditch, then along the drainage ditch to say a catch basin, catch basin through a pipe to say a, a retention basin. We estimate time to run along items like that they will determine what the uh, peak water flow is at any point along the drainage infrastructure. Other items, like you said, like wind... For, say, like a, a an exposed geomembrane, wind can be pretty critical, starts blowing along and air collects underneath the geomembrane, it'll start to form pockets or pillows, and then the wind will just start to rip those apart. You need to know what the maximum wind speed is in your area. A lot of that has already been established as far as peak wind gusts by the American Society of Civil Engineers. It's a design manual just called ASCE7. There's that basis that you use for wind design, and rainfall intensity, that's more local to where the site is.
0: Speaking of geomembrane, how do the findings, how do the data from calculating and analyzing the past weather events, how does that inform product selection?
1: Well, for product selection, you know, depending on the intensity of the rainfall and the runoff or the resulting runoff uh, will dictate what you have in, say, your drainage ditches, whether that's just a grass-covered soil or if you need to go to something more robust like a concrete lining or uh, you know, an artificial turf with sand cement lining. That'll take uh, quite a bit of water flow, um, high Velocity, water flow, and hydraulic shear stress. That's one of the items that comes out of that design, having known what the rainfall intensity is and how high the flows are going to be through those channels.
0: I understand. Agro offers spec sheets for all of its products. As an engineer, how would you use this information to determine whether or not uh, that particular product meets your design specifications?
1: If you were to use Drainliner or super grip net on the slope of a landfill, the specifications that are on the available information that Agro provides on that particular product line, the integrated drainage system. You have what's called index transmissivity values. And from that, you can start calculating how long your slope can be that would handle infiltration through the soil cover into the IDS matrix, and then you know, before you reach the maximum capacity of the IDS system, we'll tell you how long the slope needs to be. The other side to that is you need to know what kind of soil that you're going to put on top of the IDS system, because depending on the permeability of the soil, that also dictates how much water is flowing into the IDS drainage matrix and how much is surface flow on top of that soil cover. So there's items that you need to be aware of there. So That's very much site-specific. Very. When it comes to uh, issues like that, this is a very site-specific design. There is no one cookbook design that you can apply to any site anywhere. You've got to know what it's going to be exposed to.
0: As you've learned in this podcast, accounting for local weather patterns by analyzing historical data is another way to implement risk-based design. You can use this technique in a wide variety of outdoor geosynthetic applications to ensure that your project is capable of enduring the region's most severe storms. As a world leader in geosynthetics, Agro has a rich case history of successful landfill closures and temporary cover installations across the United States. Beyond manufacturing high-quality products, Agro is committed to excellence in customer service and quality control. We have product representatives in every region, a dedicated on-site quality assurance engineering team, and we offer detailed drop-in specifications for each product. Are you ready to test how our product will perform within your design's parameters? Reach out to an Agro representative today. This is the end of part two of our series on risk-based design with Geosynthetics. You can look forward to part three next month. Until then, you can stay up to date on the latest content at agroamerica.com.